A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The Thinker Girls. All the things you're thinking, but not saying. I'll be thinking. This is another episode of Thinker Girl, the podcast, joined by the Thinker Girl, Stacey June. And Christy Mercer. Welcome to the party. <laughs> Hello, everyone. If you haven't joined us before... Wow, we are two chicks, and I will explain why that little sentence has changed in a little bit, who talk crap on this podcast about things you're thinking but not saying. If you haven't listened to our show before, please jump on to iTunes and subscribe if you like it. Uh, We have a whole year worth of episodes with beautiful, amazing women, interesting and inspiring that you do want to listen and hear from, I should say, uh, or head to podcast.thinkgirl.com.au. This week, we have a hot seat hottie who is joining us who we're really excited uh, to be in contact with because we originally got in contact with her from her being an absolute gem of our own and listening to our podcast then of course as I do some of you that tweet us some of you that Facebook us I go and stalk you don't think I don't <laughs> and I went and stalked this particular woman and went whoa she is someone we've got to talk to uh, she is a writer a public speaker and an activist uh, she suffers from a rare skin condition called Iciosis. There is 20, 20 people per 1 million people that uh, that suffer from this. So she is incredibly inspiring. Carly Findlay, welcome to our show. Hello, how are you? We're good. Hi, Carly. Good. Hey, good. like I, I did say, I did say suffers from. Is that something yeah. that kind of annoys you? Because I, I caught myself. I'm sorry. I'm not suffering. No, not, you don't yes. annoy me. It's fine. But no, I, I tend to say I'm living with the condition. Living I'm not suffering I, from yeah, it. Yeah, I did say that and went, nah, probably wrong choice <laughs> of words there, Stack. But I tell you what, um, it is, it is one of those things, I guess, that rolls off the tongue. It's like this real intense kind of yeah. media talk that you do Absolutely. when you're trying to evoke yep. this kind of pity party. Mm. And, you know, we hear that with phrases like wheelchair bound and confined mm. to a wheelchair mm-hmm. when, um, you know, a wheelchair gives people freedom. So yeah, I think it's that, true. You know, the media has to be really mindful about how they portray that um, yep, yep. so as not to evoke pity. Yeah, I caught mm. it. I caught it. We won't do that again. I, I picked that up for sure. Hey, listen, if uh, you haven't listened to the podcast before, we are thinking, uh, talking thoughts we're thinking but not saying, and we each bring a gem to the table, which is reined in by Philip, our lovely duck adjudicator who makes sure we don't ramble on. But we'll do a quick contents, girls. Uh, tell us what's on your mind this week. Carly, what's, what are you thinking? I think that, you know, the information in the information age is really quite disposable. So, you know, one day we'll be discussing something that we're completely outraged about. You know, for example, Glenn McGrath's hunting. And, you know, we'll be not thinking about that in the next day or two because, you know, the the 24-hour news stream and the Twitter feed and the Facebook, it's only showing what's being spoken about right now and and it's not on our minds long term. Not to mm-hmm. mention, it's bloody exhausting. Like, mm-hmm. as if we don't have enough going on. Like, it's like running on a treadmill oh, all just, the time. Yeah, we're just packing Absolutely. in so much. Okay, let's um, get to that. Christy, what have you got? This week, I want to talk about why uh, nobody is using condoms these days. Um, oh, man. The, yeah, this is actually one of my mates who is single at the moment actually said, you need to talk about this on this podcast because guys these days don't carry condoms. And it's like this, ooh, you're going to yeah. use one, even for casual sex. So it'll be interesting to get your take on it. It's full on and it's really, 
really infuriating. I want to talk about risk this week, uh, and I have jumped in the deep end yet again in my life and taken a pretty big risk. And I want to talk about people's feelings with it because half of the time the reaction to my risk is dealing with people freaking out at my own risk and it's my life. It's quite interesting and I feel like sometimes the external stuff uh, affects me more than my own thought process yeah. does. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I want to get into that. Who wants to go first, ladies? I reckon, Carly, you kick this off. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, you know, we've got such a, such a lot of information to get through and I'm, a, you know, I, I'm right on the internet. And that's what I do outside of my day job. And there's so much information. And I think, gosh, I'd really like to write about that topic. But then, I don't know, you, you know, you lose the bookmark of the topic or you might um, you know, come across something else. And then you suddenly you find yourself in this web of absolutely information overload. Mm. Um, are you, are you, you know? guys guilty of doing this? You just reminded me of something. And this is the way that I, <laughs> that I use the internet, Carly. Um, I don't know whether you guys do this too, but I will open and like by the end of the day, I will have about fucking 30 internet tabs open. So I'll have email, then I'll have, you know, my personal email, and then I have work stuff. And then I'll have articles that I don't have time to read this second, but I Mm -hmm. I promise myself I will get around to reading. And then sometimes though those tabs don't get around to being read and then they're open the next day and then the next day. And it's like this thing where you keep making these appointments to set for yourself that you just never get around to as if you don't have enough mm. stuff to mm. do yeah. with already? I reckon I've got maybe oh, 35 tabs open in my Mac at the moment. Whoa. 35, that's a good... <laughs> that's so do you intense. have them like at the top of your screen and then they're like going in rows now or have you got different yeah, they screens? Go, they go down the screen as well. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, it's too I thought much. I was bad. It is because I actually because I mean we do a bit of prep in the morning or for our radio show, yeah, yeah. Um, and and I will often go open tab in other link, open tab in other link. So mm-hmm. it's like this bookmark of things yeah. to go back to because if yep. I go off one page, I'm going to forget that and forget that and forget that. It's it's actually like riding a treadmill, and I I'm, yeah. I'm a real big advocate for obviously meditation and those kinds of things, and keep going on about it because I do think that the way we're moving is that meditation is going to come into our life the same way sleep does because of this news cycle and the way that we run our lives. Yeah, absolutely. It's true, you know, and, and even with news, you know, with the, with the Sydney siege last year, I just can't believe how much news was out about it and how much they thought we needed to know and how much con- was consumed. On that, it was it was really interesting because I often laugh, I often laugh with my friends about, we just kind of say things, you know, like, oh, I went all mums at mum about it, i.e., you know, you know when you pick mums kind of get obsessed with people dying? And mums get obsessed with, you know, uh, like, oh, you know, Joan's daughter's husband's uncle's auntie's not well. And it, it becomes this big thing. And so when there's a Do big you know event. What my was Princess Di. Oh, she was stuck on that for a long time. Like, this is what I mean. So yeah. then, so then, on those kinds of characters, when this stuff happens, it's yeah. full on, you know, and they yeah. kind of thrive off it. But the Sydney mm. siege in particular, I wouldn't say that I was like that mum character, but um, and that's obviously with bunny ears. I'm saying mum character because it's not all mums, but we just joke about it. But with the Sydney siege, the media. I've got to say, trapped me in a bit. Like I found Mm. myself on the couch feeling semi-depressed, which obviously it was in our own backyard. There was lots of things to feel depressed about. But it was in this kind of crack habit kind of way. It was in this, I can't turn this off, not just because I'm worried about the people, but also because now I find that I'm a bit addicted to this 
same mm. information and I didn't really know what I was addicted, addicted to. Because, but addicted because you wanted to know what was going on. I felt yeah, that's a the thing. Po- it's, it's almost mm, like... It was this, a difference. I don't know. No, I don't know. I always feel that uh, so much so that it's almost like this competition. Like if you if you are, you know, have a day where you don't pay attention to the media or you're not on websites, so you're not on Facebook to see what's going on or what's trending on Twitter. Like there's almost this shame thing where people go, oh, such and such is viral video. And it happened to me the other day, actually. Remember you were talking about these videos like I and I still haven't watched oh, them the catering show with the two it's hilarious and I'm yeah. like oh no it's it's like, like an offense like, I did say to you I was like I'm not having a go mate like I was just asking if you'd seen it because I did hear in your voice that you kind of took it personally it's like this shaming it seriously is shaming it's like, oh my god haven't you seen it? like that is so old right now well you bring something up from like three days ago it is funny that you say that because yeah. my best mate is often she just isn't really with it and with technology and she was she we she was just saying that every single time somebody kind of says something to her she about online it's almost like a bit of a bullet she takes it really personally it's it's quite funny yeah it mm. is funny i mean i mean how do you counter that though is that just the way the world is now that's the way the the pace of media flows like it is it's everywhere there is no mm. es- no escape and i even like it doesn't matter how early you get up. I found myself this morning after my alarm went off at four past four this morning and I was brushing my teeth. I was scrolling through my Instagram feed and I actually had to pull myself up and go, Christy, what are you doing? Give yourself a break. Like I'm, I can't, can hardly even see. I've just woken up. My eyes are so puffy and stingy and I'm scrolling through what people have posted on Instagram overnight. Yeah, you need to have a break. And I was thinking, you know, you mentioned about Princess Diana before. I think in my lifetime, that's the first time I saw the 24-hour news cycle when she died. Mm -hmm. And I can't think of a time before that when news was so prominent. And I would watch a lot of news at school. About the hmm. Sydney Siege stuff, like you said before, and I do take your point that obviously I care and I, and I, I got, it was a really hard day when you work in the media and you need to also report that stuff. Like it's difficult, you know, and I, it was a big morning. We needed to cover it compassionately with information and then juggle whether we still, you know, we're on commercial radio. So we still have this responsibility to say fart jokes, you know, it's hard to juggle that kind Mm. of thing. And I came out of it. And as much as I, I of course cared and of course was interested because it was in Sydney for God's sakes. But there was something a bit addictive, a bit different, a bit unhealthy about Mm. what I needed to consume from it. And that was what Mm. I was kind of getting at. It didn't feel like I needed to know as much as – I wasn't even knowing new stuff, but I didn't need to spend the time I was even if I did, like, properly care. Does that make sense? Yeah. I was was a bit addicted. Do you you guys um, recall, like, where you were and what you were doing when September 11 happened? I remember I was in the classroom in grade five and I just remember all – like, just everything stopped and for that entire day – I can't remember if we went home early or something, but it I was think that's different, all... though. I think it ha- like that kind of has to stop. Like it, you know, it was, 
it's a big bloody but that deal. Adi- but that, adi- that addiction to knowing exactly what yeah, is going on. Yeah. I remember sitting up with Dad till about one in the morning and I was, wasn't that old at the time, just mm. needing to know what's what was mm. going on. But do you know what? You know, you talk about if, if you're watching that as an outsider that you're not involved, it's completely different to if you, um, I guess, are involved in a tragedy in some sort, sort of way. And not that I was, you know, personally involved in this, but when my friend Stella died... Stella Young, the disability activist, mm-hmm, last, mm-hmm, when, when she mm-hmm. died last year, it was the, the media and the social media was inescapable. And to be a friend of someone and that you're seeing it in the media constantly, it was too much. I, you know, at that time, I my day job was in social media. I, um, you know, do social media for my you know outside job, and I it was just coming in and it would not stop. And I ended up having to go home and switching off the internet because I couldn't you know, to see so much of it. So I think, yeah, we've got to be really mindful when we say as outsiders we're addicted. It it must be so hard for the family and friends to relive that or or live it live. Yeah, and you're so right because grief and those types of emotions and those types of things that happen in life are truly, truly personal, you know, and it Mm. is so different for everybody to to be able to go through what they feel when they when they go through it there's no one formula for everybody so it, it's really difficult i guess for anybody to even understand if you're friends with someone that's going through a tough time like that let alone if you're mm. that separated from it and you're just a person of the public looking at news but mm. i think the sorry kelly Oh, no, but I, I was just thinking, you remember they were reporting that people were taking selfies outside Martin Place and, and they yeah. want to be a part of that news. You know, people want to make themselves a part to feel connected in that really kind of gruesome way. I went to see the September the 11th Memorial in New York and there were mm. people there taking selfies smiling and I thought that was quite inappropriate. Yeah. So, Callie, and mm. I mean, bringing this up this week and it's on your mind, mm. what do you think is moving forward? Like, what do you think... Where where are you at with it? What do you think needs to happen and how do you feel about it? I don't know. I just think maybe you just need a, a break from social media. But it's, it's hard when you, you know, work in the media and, and your job or life is online and, and that's hard. Um, I did, I saw in Womankind magazine, I think um, there was a, a challenge they've set for people to consume no media in a week. Well, maybe there's that. Yeah, I'm pretty. I must say, uh, having worked in the media for a couple of years now, and, and needing to yeah. be on and needing to know what's going on every second of the day, I am. I'll, I'll admit it. I'm probably addicted to social media, just like everybody else in the world. But mm. I'm pretty good at turning off. Like when it comes to a Friday um, afternoon or a Friday night, and then through to Sunday, I'm actually not bad. Like to the point where. <laughs> I I draw the line, like especially with work emails, you know, coming through on phones. There's like no escape. My boss actually called me the other day. He's like, hey, mate, just checking you're all right. And I was like, yeah, this is at 7.30 at night, mind you, and I'm up at four the next morning. And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Why? He said, oh, you just weren't writing back to any of my emails this afternoon. And, you know, from about like four in the afternoon. And as much as I'm like, oh, thank you for your concern. That was really nice. But I was just like, it's it's, it's actually abnormal now 
to when you've knocked off after your nine and a half, ten hour day to not be replying to emails at seven o'clock at night when you're up at four the next morning. And I was like, where do you switch off? Like I get And that's where I think the whole idea (sighs) with what Kelly says comes from that, you know, first it's the media, first it's kind of online. And then this is where it starts to become into our lively, like our life. You know, Mm. there's this expectation that everybody works like a Twitter feed and that you're constantly, (laughs) you know, walking on a, you know, those, um, like those treadmill, no, not the treadmill, like the elevators that don't go up at the airports, they just walk like they're like moving mm. through the airport. Yeah, then you feel like that's you're what life's really like. So everyone's walking in this normal place, but then you kind of expected to walk at the speed of that elevator at the airport, and you're like, well, I can't run on the spot to be, keep up with that, like the whole day. Oh, mm. buddy, pass out. <laughs> Quite full on. We can only do that. At, <laughs> we can only do that for certain hours of the day. Yeah, which I think we do. But oh, I, the yeah. idea is, I mean, look, it's helped me. Uh, I have, like I've said to you, put my mobile phone. I don't sleep with it now, so all my tech, my tech stuff stays downstairs, and upstairs is no tech. So yeah. not even no well, you phone, need no to, computer. I think you need to draw lines, and it doesn't. It doesn't matter what industry you're working. Like I get that you need to be across shit, but there also needs to be time where you just disconnect a mm-hmm. bit because otherwise mm-hmm. you just run yourself into the ground. Yeah. Young mate, Philip's gone off. You want to go? Yeah. Um, I want to talk about um, condoms or lack thereof. This this is a topic that actually one of my mates who's been single for a little while said, you need to talk about this on the podcast because nobody is using condoms these days and especially when it comes to casual sex. And I don't know what, you, what your take uh, is on this, Stace and, and Carly as well, but um, well, are you in a relationship or are you single? Are you happy to I'm comment? In, yep. I'm engaged, Stephen. Oh, oh yeah. Congrats. Oh, that's right. I, I didn't know that. that photo, that beautiful photo. <laughs> What's the photo? What are you saying, talking oh, about? I just had this beautiful moment that was captured in Oh, I my God. This was probably Twitter. when I was oh. on my media ban at night when I was trying to sleep. So I do apologize. <laughs> right. I'm obviously I know, and that. it's weird because I haven't met you and now all of a sudden I'm looking, <laughs> thinking about this moment and we've gone, that's basically just gone against everything we've said. But I'm, I don't care. I really enjoyed seeing it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, oh, that's great. I don't know whether whether this like is an old school way of thinking, but I mean, before I was in a relationship as a as a chick and having casual sex, I would always just assume that having a condom is kind of a guy's perhaps responsibility. That might that is obviously not everybody's view, but that would be kind of my thinking. No, but no, no, no. It's definitely equal. It can't it can't be one responsibility. I mean, I guess that we have the idea of that we're on the pill so therefore you I guess have your and I love the question you I guess you you have your bit bit forward but you want to have sex you both need to come to the party especially Mm. if it's casual because you don't know what you're not in a relationship so you're not familiar with the woman's contraception Mm. if there is any which for me there is not and I'm single um and I'll tell you this much if another douchebag asks me you're on the pill like that matters I actually feel like I'm going to backhand someone next because you don't, A, you don't get to ask me that like that all of a sudden matters because really it's none of your business if I've met you tonight. And look, let me just say, it doesn't, this isn't happening all the time. But let me think about it. How is that any of your business? We do a condom to be safe regardless of all of that because mm-hmm. it just is to be the safest possible way if I'm on the pill or not. Like, mm-hmm. and I just don't like that idea that, you're on the pill, you're not on the pill. Like this kind of mentality that it lands with you. And why is the pill enough? Clearly, mm. if it's casual sex, you could all have all kinds of little creepy crawlies on your penis. 
<laughs> but this is the this is the thing, and this is what my mate was talking about, where she goes, it's almost like this this turn off now and from from past relationships and, and past casual relationships where it's almost this oh, oh like what do you like what do you mean you're not gonna have sex with me because I don't have a condom and you don't like this this thing where it's just almost expected that you would have unprotected sex both regardless of whether you're on the pill or not. And if neither of you are bringing a condom to the party, that if you're saying no, then there comes some kind of prude or some kind of frigid. Mm. And and that's what she was like, hang on, have ideals changed? And for me, I was like, whoa, I, I, I've been in a relationship for a couple of years now, but I mean, I don't ever remember it being kind of like that. I mean, there were there were a couple of instances where I suppose there was no condom and I said no or vice versa, but I, I've never felt pressured just because there wasn't a condom to be able to have sex with somebody. But I don't know, but she, this is something that she's kind of come up against and it wasn't just like once or twice. She's like, it's no, regular it's and it's... It and happens it's, all the time. And it even happens everyone. to the, you know, this sounds like a bit of a cop-out, but it's even hap- it's even with the good guys. Like, you know, you kind of get the real stereotype douchebag guys. Then you've got these kind of nice guys and then they get there and you're like, oh no, not you too, you bloody duffer. What the fuck is wrong with you? You know, because you just kind of assume, oh, you're going to be different. And I promise you, it, the majority is that it, it's not the case. Don't get me wrong. There's no, in my instance, there's no conversation where it's then an argument. Like there's a discussion and it, it obviously, what happens what is what happens in, in that I have, as my girlfriend and I say, you are the, you are the doorman to your vagina or the door bitch to your vagina. Like you have complete control of who's going in and who's coming out. No, you know, no, uh, no more room tonight, guys. Like, you know how the doorman says. Yeah, no vacancies. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, we're all full tonight. Um, and so you are that controller. So in the end, it doesn't make a difference. Yeah, like no, you can have the conversation. But it's still, it is pretty annoying to think that this kind of conversation has to happen. And it is not great for foreplay either. Is there a difference though? Like, has there been in the last couple of years, like this this change where so, it's yeah. expected so. it's expected more so regardless of Carly, whether you've got a condom what, or not. I mean what's your any experience any girlfriend's experience with this I don't know I, I'm, I'm probably past the age of discussing it with girlfriends and I don't I've not had casual sex and so um, I don't know but I did hear on the radio the other day that a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Um, instances of chlamydia have gone up by 150%, and they yeah, equate that whoa. to lack of condom use yeah. and more casual sex. But I, I, I think it's part like both people's responsibility in the relationship, whether it's casual or, you know, or um, long term. I think that people need to take responsibility, and um, you've got to be, um, you know, educated and 
thoughtful about these things before they happen i think yeah there de- yeah. def- there definitely has and those the statistics completely mm. match what we're saying because there's mm. definitely a vibe out there that there's this annoyance with the feeling and there's been guys that have actually told me i don't like the feeling when i have a condom on like it happens all the time where they're like i prefer not to have it i'm like hey buddy so do i do you think i like this piece of rubber kind of going it actually it feels like a rubber glove and and i've had no one is it's not ideal but it's the situation but i've even had that within a relationship within a relationship where I, where I've been off the pill for a, for a couple of months and it, um, there needs to be somebody like, uh, like uh, there was always one of us that was like, no, 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 no. Like you get a bit carried away. Sometimes we go, oh, maybe just this one time we'll just, we'll just pull out and it'll be fine. And we'll just cross our fingers and toes and hope for the best. Oh yeah. 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 And that's the way it's actually been for quite some time. But yeah, nobody nobody likes likes the feeling of it. Maybe you should speak to my nana about the pull out method. She's Irish Catholic and has nine children, Christy. Okay. <laughs> well, it obviously didn't work very well for her. <laughs> no, I think if you do research the pull out method, you'll find that it isn't a method and it's back from the dark ages well, of people's working. way to get semi pregnant, which is pregnant. Well, it's let me tell you. Well, not semi pregnant so far, and I've, I know it's something. It's bad. Like it actually, I actually well, feel. Well, it's not bad, but just be realistic well, about is, the situation. It it's bad when you don't want to get pregnant, and I most definitely do not. So I feel yeah. a little bit hot. But in the I understand, about and you're yeah, and you're in a relationship, and you want it to feel great, and you kind of, if you were to, you know, it's a, that's that's a different discussion. But the idea is that. Yeah, it's a consensus that everybody isn't really a fan. I mean, there's sure there's people that probably don't mind it more than others, but the consensus would be that it isn't a favourable thing to have to have in between you. Totally. But that doesn't change anything. And I, I think that the other thing is the girls don't really like it either. Like, you know, it's not just a guy thing where, oh, I don't like putting it on. It's <laughs> it goes. It's a two-way street. Yeah. Like I would much prefer to not have to deal with that too, but that's just the way that it is. It's to the point actually where even my mate was saying that if she was like, there isn't, no, we're not, we're not having sex if you don't have a condom and I don't have one either. To the point where they'll be like, oh, don't ever worry about it. Like where they will actually prefer not to have sex than go down to the store and, and buy a pack of condoms. Yeah, it's, it's actually to that point where it's like, oh, well, it's not even bloody worth it then. Which and is I think that's so where, and I mean, we'll leave this for another day, but I think that's where it starts to get really murky, consensual, and, you know, this kind of idea that then girls feel pressured. And But at the same time, as Carly was saying and as I was saying earlier, it's a two-way street. So you mm. are your own body, you know. So, yes, there may be someone wanting to have sex with you without a condom, but at the same time, you, you are 50% of that, that situation, whether it's casual mm. sex or not, you know, and I, I actually think up. you're almost more than 50% to be honest, because if, if there was to be a pregnancy go down, it actually, you, it's in your body. So I actually almost think that, yeah, it's, yeah, That's it's, an unhealthy it's, thing to set up, though. If we start kind of putting it that it's more on us, then we'll never get no, out of the equality no, bullshit. No, not more on us. But I just think that in terms of if there is a pregnancy and it's an unplanned or potentially unwanted pregnancy, well, often it's one party's shit more than the other sometimes, I think. Unfortunately. Mm. But I think in these kinds of discussions, it needs to be a really clear message, which mm. is 50-50. Mm. Um, so Philip's gone off and I want to talk about, uh, the fact that, uh, a few weeks ago I quit my radio job, my, oh, my, whoa. my full time 
gig, you know, the, the paycheck that comes in regularly, the, the routine hours behind putting together a breakfast radio show, the, the whole kit and caboodle that like are working for a really big company in a big organization with lots of promise and lots of, I guess, opportunity within it. I decided to quit and go out on my own and it is a big risk. Mm, huge, huge. Mm. <laughs> it's massive and I've thought of that. You know, I've thought of it a number of times. I want to freelance, but I like the security. Mm. I actually stayed silent then, Carly, because I wanted mm-hmm. to see what your reaction was. Because <laughs> I obviously already already knew about this, was was across mm-hmm. it and whatever, um, mm-hmm. having spoken to Stace and, and been with you through that and stuff. But it is interesting, Stace, and... I don't know how you how you kind of have sat with this, but there have been different reactions, and that maybe that moment of silence where you, where people aren't kind of sure what to say, whether it's mm. congratulations or oh, I'm sorry to hear that, because risk is uncomfortable, and that's definitely mm. something that has is apparent. It's not comfortable for me. It's not comfortable for anybody. It wouldn't be called risk if it was, because then it would be called a massage or a facial <laughs> or a fucking holiday. It's not wouldn't be called risk. So mm. the idea behind it is that a lot of people won't do it because it is that feeling. I'm hoping that that means that the, le- the least, less people do it, the more chance that you kind of get that step ahead by taking mm. the risk. And, yeah. and I'm yet to prove that in all areas of my life. There's definitely been some risks that I've taken that have felt like risks and then maybe six months later went, well, that wasn't a risk. That was just exactly what was supposed to happen. So I'm kind of hoping that's the case with this. Um, but it's a considered decision as well. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing for me right now with how I'm feeling, and let's just say that we're recording this a little bit earlier than probably what people hear it. So it's pretty fresh. You know, it was this week that the resignation went out. I'm feeling really calm about it. And I think a lot of the risk talk and the conversation that comes external a lot of the time, the label and mm-hmm. the what are you doing now and all of the answers and the questions that are involved in this actually make me feel much more uncomfortable than I do if I'm sitting in my room kind of present, meditating, silent by myself. Than the actual thing mm-hmm. itself. Yeah. Do you think yeah. as well that calmness, and I even said that to you on the phone this week where I was like, well, you sound chilled about it. Do you think that's because it's been a, a decision or or a thought process that you've had for a while? It's not like this. Well, I'm okay, kind of flippant. It's, it's this week. I'm kind of flippant person, uh, by but I actually am not on one side too because I said I wanted to do two years in radio, in regional radio at that level, and that regardless of where I found myself landing, that that would be that was my that was my goal and. I just kind of went, that was the time that I wanted to give that. Uh, And I thought that it would be time to move away after because for a few reasons, because I don't want my work to be everything and living in regional areas as much as they've proved to be amazing. And all of my family are from the country. So I'm very familiar with it. But for me, it's definitely not my, my location of choice. I'm a city person and I'm much happier being around the hustle and bustle. So I kind of promised myself that there was a good chance I could get stuck in, in the feed of a big company saying, these are our plans for you instead of what are your plans for you? Like, what, are, what do you want to do? And I, so I kind of promised myself at the beginning of this process, didn't have to, but I would give myself a bookmark that put yourself out to set this. 
and then you mm. you can kind of get out and know that that was your personal goal and no matter what anyone tries to tell you when that time comes up you've achieved that for you and then you'll see what happens next and so for being a flipping person actually it's I, I kind of am probably a much more planned person than I come across is it two years now is it that two time? and a half I wow. gave it a little bit more okay. yeah all right yeah Risk girls, like, I mean, what is the biggest risk, I guess, that comes to mind for you too, Carly? Yeah, well, you know, as a freelancer on top of my day job, I think about this all the time. Mm. And, um, you know, most I I go home from, you know, my, my nine to five and I do three or four hours work at home nearly every night and on the weekends and it's a lot. And I think, gosh, wouldn't it be great if I could just you know, um, have all that on my, you know, all of my own time to do that. But then I think, oh, I need that paycheck and I've got a wedding coming up and I like the lifestyle that I've created through having this day job. Um, so, yeah, but uh, I think, you know, maybe maybe the biggest risk I've taken actually, to be honest, is to give my fiancé a go. You know, we met and I've blogged about this, that we... Uh, you know, we didn't have the best first date, and um, and and I I blogged about how he didn't um, he, he was quite surprised, I guess, or confronted by my appearance, and mm-hmm. I I wrote about how I didn't want to be someone's um, pity choice, and he still wanted to meet me even after that, and I was really. You know? Oh, so he had read the oh. blog. He read the blog, and 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 he's like, yeah, I still want to meet you. And then and then I'm like, wow, okay. And and I I took that risk in giving my heart to someone that I wasn't sure about. And, and, so, and you know, it more, worked out. And more so, Kelly, you took the risk to write the blog mm-hmm. too, mm-hmm. because you could look at it on the other side and go, maybe deep down, you were hoping to see if that could be something but you were true to how you felt. And so the yeah, risk absolutely. is also, again, in the fact that you wrote that and yeah. then he came through. And that's yeah. kind of where I'm hoping that people understand and maybe mm-hmm. dissect and potentially in their own way do a little bit of a risk at some mm-hmm. point. It might not be all the time, but I think what you get on the other side, and I, it is a bit of a gamble, I understand that, but I don't think any lesson or anything can't come from it. And when you're mm. supposed, when you do get through it, you get double mm. the, the, you just get this other kind of effervescent mm. feeling of accomplishment or, or, or I guess, I don't know, like a full roundedness from a result. It could be big or small that you wouldn't mm. get from not completely backing yourself. Although I think it's al- really powerful. Although you, you are talking about risk and you are calling it a risk, I mean, there is obviously this. And it's this, a risk compared to what other people would say. Yeah, yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I obviously don't think it's a risk because I back myself. Yeah, but, but that's a lot what of I'm people saying. would say it like, is. And it depends on the person. So, what you consider to be a risk or what I yeah, consider to be a true. risk might be nothing to you or I or to Carly mm. or to somebody mm. else, but vice versa. You know that might that might be huge to somebody, or mm. you know it's it's all different and it's all relative to everybody. But I think although certain things are a risk, and I think Carly, you know that that's a big one, and Stace, it's huge, bloody huge, what you're doing. And I think at the same time, though, there is obviously this inner dialogue where you just go, "I'm gonna be alright," and that's although yeah. there is this risk where you where you go, "Oh my God, what about you have a bad day and you think if what about if everything goes to shit and all of my worst nightmares come to fruition and this just works out. It doesn't. It just doesn't work and out the Carly, way that I planned. I mean, I, mm-hmm. the way that I would say for that would also be that it takes a long time for you to get that 
that core foundation for you to jump yeah. into those situations? Do you feel like you were in a, a really good place at that point when you oh, wrote yeah, that absolutely. blog? I think you have yeah. to love yourself before you love yeah. someone else. So, yeah. yeah, but I also think as well, like back to the career risk, um, what I've learned when I'm freelancing is while I work really hard in my day job, I don't work as hard as I do for myself because when you're your own boss, it's it's so much different and that's what I found, you know, um, since I've been doing freelancing on top that it's it's constant and you don't switch off. And a friend of mine just gave up her day job to become a, you know, photographer and blogger and, and she was saying the same. You know, she didn't realise, I guess, how hard it is to, to, re- to rake the money in as she was doing working mm. for an organisation. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a real tricky one and I think... I think I think the biggest thing for me, as much as like the safety net is, um, you can go back or you can try mm-hmm. and find a way to go back. Like things yeah. can change. You can learn the lessons you want, and if you change your mind, you change your mind. Mm. Um, you can't go back straight into jobs like I've well, like we have. That's for mm. sure. They're mm. hard to come by. But I also think that you jump out of things for a reason. You know, yeah. like I think there's a reason that I might not be able to go back to a job that I had as easily because that's done. That bit's done. And regardless yeah. of whether that's said to be the best thing for radio, whether that's the best thing for you is something really mm. different. Yeah, but your priorities mm-hmm. change. And, and what I admire about you, Stacey, is that, I don't know, sometimes you just have your inner voice and what you see is right for you in that moment is really strong and you kind of you stick by that. So although... Although, yes, certain things are a risk and what you're doing now is a risk. Like there is this feeling and this, this calmness about what you're doing that you, you, you're like, I'm going to be all right here. I'm and I think good. And you've got you you to stick to that. And, yeah, it's a risk. But, I mean, you've also got to kind of trust, trust that inner voice. And I do. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing that people probably don't understand completely about me is I have a bigger plan. You know, like mm. I have a plan, I have a big plan and, and I'm not going to go and tell everybody about the fact that I think that this is what I want in 10 years because it probably would sound ridiculous to some people, but I will aim for it and where I fall, I fall. But I think that's the other thing to, considered risk, I think to some degree is good. I think, oh, mm-hmm. I've had a bad day, I'm going to quit my job is probably not the smartest move. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, it's one of those things that if you can weigh everything up, which I do, as well as putting a combination of doing it a little bit before you're ready, just a tiny bit. Someone mm. gave me some really good advice. I said, oh, I'm thinking about doing a risk this week and, you know, this is and this. And, and I said, oh, I feel a bit sick about it. And she said, you know what, with risk, she goes, it's best to do it just before you're ready. Otherwise, you'll never do it at all. It's mm. a good way to look at it. And it's like when you yeah. jump off. Think about jumping off a really tall diving board. You never go to jump off it and go, I'm ready for this. Let's go. You always yeah. feel a little bit sick. You always mm. feel a little bit of butterflies in your stomach. Mm. Even if you've done it a thousand times, it's super freaking high. It's not natural mm. to be jumping off that thing in your bathers or whatever you seem to be wearing at the time. I remember there was this quarry, this like cliff face like near where we lived. It was disgusting. There was cars at the bottom, all kinds of stuff. And it was so peer pressure. We'd go up the top and all, you know, want to jump off it. There was never a time I was like... Oh, I got this in the bag. Mm-hmm. I'm going to jump off it and I'm going to be yeah. a mad dog. I always felt a little bit sick, but I did it. And jeez, I felt good after I did it every mm-hmm. time. Didn't yeah. hit a car, yeah. so it was alive. So that was a bonus. But <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> well, that's exciting, Stacey. Good luck. Thank you very much. Um, and I mean, it means way more Thinker Girl stuff, which mm-hmm. we'll be letting everybody Yay! know about. Um, as we go. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's definitely exciting and um 
And I tell you what, I've got to say, without kind of starting the show and getting a little bit of a little bit of momentum with, I guess, my passion or our passion, I don't think I would have ever been able to do it. So I think that comes first. Mm-hmm. You know, I could have made the plan for two years and said, I want to do that amount of time for radio, but there's not a chance in hell that if I didn't, I don't know, attract or start something that I was this passionate about that maybe I would have actually ended up doing it. I think you, know? you can plan things. You can honestly plan things to a point, but then there's other mm. times where you kind of just got to go on feel. And I think, I don't know, I think sometimes you can say, nah, I've got to do this for two years and I've got to stick it out. But I mean, then mm. it might, then that the goalposts can change, you know what I mean? Yeah. Depending on what else is going yeah, on. Yeah, and, and I did two and a half years. So yeah, it's that's like, right. You know, it's and, not going to stick to exactly the day. I know. And I wasn't just talking about that, but just, yeah. it, you just in general, think like things as a whole, like you might have this whole thing where you're like, yeah, I'm putting career first and that's what I'm focusing on for the next few years. But then, you know, things happen that, yeah. you, that you decide, hang on a second, no, you know, I I'm, you know, mm. want to put other things first in mm-hmm. my life and I don't think... Mm. I don't know. I don't think that you can ever look at somebody's life and go, okay, this is what I planned. You know, this is my five-year plan. Okay, that's what I planned five years ago. I can guarantee that in five years, the goalposts and the order Mm. or even the the things that you had envisaged will have changed or altered in some kind Mm. of way. So I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing for to be flexible with that and and work in and work in and. It might just be that there's just a bit of a switch and a bit of a, a yeah. A as long as and as long as you're true to yourself, I think that's the most important thing because sometimes the switches and the changes can come from external, and that's mm. where it starts to get a little bit confusing. You've got to be true to yourself, and if those shifts and those fle- that flexibility is coming from within, then great, I'm all for it. But it's the second that you start to get pressure. That's the second you start to kind of feel pressure from other people. That's that you've mm-hmm. got to go back and ask yourself: Is this what mm. I want? Is this what's best for me? Because mm. otherwise then you start to end up on a path you're so far down the bloody track that you can't find your way back to what your original kind of plans were. So I think plans are good, but I think you be flexible with your own take yeah. on it, not on influences by others. Mm. 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 All right, guys. Well, as I say that, I'm going to go back to bed because now I'm unemployed. So no, <laughs> just kidding. No, no, no. Um, if you do want to listen to uh, any more of our episodes, please head to iTunes or podcast.thinkagirl.com.au. If you want to read the blog post in particular that Carly wrote <laughs> after she had her first date with her now fiancé, head to carlyfindlay.blogs.com. Com, or you can check her out at carlyfinlay.com as well on Twitter at mm-hmm. Carly Finlay. And she does some pretty impressive things. I mean, mm. we've on, only touched on it really briefly, um, uh, you, the skin condition you have and, and the incredible work you do with it. And even a few of the things that you said today, Carly, reminded me of the same kind of message that Stella did. I think it's pretty yeah. remarkable. Um, Thank you. Re- remarkable well, we've got to carry on her legacy. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, yeah, you can tell that I guess it's nice to see similar people ha- be friends. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's really lovely. Yeah. Like you can just see who her mates were because you kind of all uh, mm. like exude this lovely liberal energy of, I don't know, love, I suppose, to some yeah, degree well, and acceptance. The disability community is so tight, especially in Melbourne, so that's really good. And, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, you're doing great stuff. Who knows, Carly? Next time we speak to you, we'll have you on on the podcast. The goalposts might have changed. You you could be married. You could be doing, who knows? You could be doing anything. You could be doing anything full time. Yeah, you sound like you're a little bit in two minds about a few things. So I'll be interested to see where you end up. 
Well, I was thinking even when you're talking about like risk and, and who knows where you end up, I didn't even think I'd have a boyfriend, like have time to have a boyfriend. And now yeah. I'm busier than ever. So. Yeah, that's mm. nice. Mm. And the whole risk thing, I didn't expect that I'd get that story out of that, which yeah. is really nice. I needed that's that great. actually. So that was good because I, I'm doing some of this as well for my my whole whole life and as a single person yeah it's important that I kind of make that a priority in not a aggressive way but just be open you know and I think I think it's nice to have heard that story and I'm sure other girls will love it too and boys if you're listening you're creeps (laughs) no Carly thank you for joining us um and as I said at Carly Findlay dot uh at Twitter if you want to check her out or carlyfindlay.com thanks guys Thank you. Thanks, Carly. See you, Bye. 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 Were you eavesdropping on this conversation? Follow the Thinker Girls at facebook.com forward slash thinkergirls or Thinkergirl TV on Twitter. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.